0: f-a-i-t-h forward all issues to heaven so we're going to go ahead and get started on our show and as always we're going to read off the what we believe brother messenger the truth our bible class is an online social media bible based ministry we teach the uncut word of god as it is written in the bible line upon line and precept upon precept isaiah 28 and 10 Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus Christ so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, they may receive salvation. Mm -hmm. Our motto is, if you can't read it, don't believe it. it. Mm -hmm. Here's what we believe on this show. We believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with the use of other names, but prefer to use the name Jesus because we speak English. We believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. We believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. We believe in the seven feast days of the Lord, which can be found in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. We believe that we, the so-called African American and those who were spread throughout the world through the transatlantic slave trade, are the true Israelites, and all the Lord's laws, statutes, and commandments apply to us. We believe we must still keep the law to the best of our ability. We believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law according to Leviticus, the 11th chapter. No pork, no catfish, no shrimp, etc. We believe that Both the scripture, the Old Testament and the testimony, the New Testament, must be used when teaching the Word of God. You can't be a New Testament Christian or an Old Testament scholar. You must be both. Isaiah 8 and 20. We don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service, the Trinity doctrine, the cross or images, holidays that originate and the worship of other gods, such as Easter and Christmas. These are antichrists according to the Bible. That is what we believe here on the Bible Show Truth Hour, brothers and sisters. So, brothers and sisters, again, I'm glad to have my brother messenger back this evening. Let's go ahead and get into our lesson. We're dealing with faith, forward all issues to heaven. Again, forward all issues to heaven. So, let's go and get this thing started, this lesson deals strictly with faith, brothers and sisters. We say we believe, Hmm. we say we trust God, but how far does that belief and trust go? When everything is going well, it's easy to say that we believe and that we have faith and that we trust God, Hmm. but when there's a tragedy that happens, when there's a death that happens, when there are health problems that begin to happen, when there are financial problems and marital problems and relationship problems, then it seems that our faith begins to come become shaken, brothers and sisters. Can we train ourselves to let go and let God? I'm going to say that again. Can we train ourselves to let go and let God and forward all issues to heaven? you got to train yourself how to do that, brothers and sisters. Let us first deal with the definition of faith. What does it mean and how is it defined? Let's look at both definitions, the dictionary and the Bible. Okay, Brother Messenger, let's deal with faith first, that definition. Having complete trust in something or someone. So faith is having complete trust. In something or someone. And, of course, we're dealing with the Lord. Absolutely. Our Savior, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Do we trust him? Do we have complete trust in him? All right. What else? What are the synonyms? Synonyms are trust, belief, confidence, conviction. Are you confident in this word of God? Are you confident in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he will do what he said that he would do? Mm. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, Brother Messenger. Yes. Now, let's look at the Bible's definition of what faith is. Again, the Bible's definition. We saw the dictionary's version. Let's look at the Bible's definition. Go ahead, Brother Messenger. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, mm. come on. faith is... The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let me give you an example, brothers and sisters. We have never seen air before with our physical eyes. But no one can tell you that air does not exist. Come on. When you look at a flag that's on a pole, whether it's at a baseball game in front of one of the government buildings, and then the flag begins to flap. We know that the reason why the flag is flapping like this and waving in the air is because of air. The wind blows. You can't see it, but you know that it exists. Can we have that type of faith with God? We've never seen him before, but the evidence of his existence is all around us. Mm. Every life has to have breath in it in order to live. You don't see the breath coming in and out of the body, but you know that it's there. Absolutely. There's evidence that it's there because you're breathing, you're inhaling, and you're exhaling. Life is evidence that air exists. For believers, it is the same for God. We use the evidence of his existence all around us. Let's go to John 3 and 16. John 3 and 16. Go ahead, my brother. For God so loved the world, Mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So this is our faith, that if we believe in him, that we will have everlasting life, brothers and sisters. There's no reason why we preach every Tuesday, why we attend Sabbath day classes every Saturday, if we didn't believe that, if we believed in him. We would have everlasting life. That we would have that, brothers and sisters. But it is that faith in this word that makes us continue going, continue to learn about God, continue to learn about his word, because the end game and the goal... Salvation. And everlasting life, brothers and sisters. That's it. That's the end game. And that's the goal. (laughs) We're going to go ahead further... Brother Messenger, okay. Uh, let's go to John, the 10th chapter. Stay in the book of John, but let's go to the 10th chapter. Um, The faith is the belief that Jesus has a reward for all of us if we do well in this life. As the book of John says, we might have everlasting life. Everlasting life is contingent on our faith. And our walk in that faith. Let's go to John the 10th chapter, verses 7 through 10. John 10, verses 7 through 10. Go ahead, my brother. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. They may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Now, this, brothers and sisters, is where the prosperity teachers get it twisted. Oh, you're going to have a big house and you're going to have a a, a luxury car and you're going to have wealth and all these clothes because Jesus said that you're going to have life and you're going to have it more abundantly. Ask the pharaohs, brothers and sisters. Ask King Tut. Ask Ramesses. Ask any pharaoh that they buried in the sands and the pyramids of Egypt that they put the gold and they put the silver and they put the precious gems in their tombs with them. Mm -hmm. Ask them were they able to take that wealth with them. Brothers and sisters, as sure as those jewels and those rubies and that gold and everything was buried with those pharaohs, tomb raiders eventually came. And took it all. And took it all. (laughs) So why am I worried about the wealth of this world, when I can't take it with me when I go. When Jesus said, I came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly, he was talking about everlasting life, brothers and sisters, and and the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. This is a life that you can't die from. What's more abundant than anything that's everlasting? And so this is our faith. This is why we hold on to the word of God. This is why we don't get shaken when tragedy happens in our life. Man, come on. We fall down, brothers and sisters. I fall down. I definitely fall. We fall down from time to time. But we get back up. The Lord understands. He knows this is why he came in this flesh and blood body, to be tempted of all things. You think Jesus was not tempted? A, a to the highest. To the highest, <laughs> to brothers the and sisters. Highest. And imagine what he knew, what his knowledge and his wisdom was, yet he was still tempted. So as we begin to learn the word of God, the more we learn, the more power we gain with the word of God. However, brothers and sisters, we continue to grow. We continue to have faith because it is the faith, brothers and sisters. That gets us to the kingdom of God. Go ahead, my brother. Let me say this. Thinking about Jesus and himself being tempted. Just imagine that. He knew the temptation would come. He knew what it would be. But yet he still allowed himself to endure it. That's right. Wow. He did that we would be able to endure now. Brothers and sisters, if you have faith just as a grain of a mustard seed, just a little bit, you can move a mountain that faith in Jesus Christ because he done it. He endured all things so that when he ascended and went back, we could endure all things. And he would know once we forwarded all things to heaven, he would know how to send the blessing back then. Yes, that yes, Let's brothers go. and sisters. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Do we have faith that whatever we're going through right now, it's going to work out? God is testing you and Satan is tempting you, brothers and sisters, but you got the power to move a mountain. Mm. Those mountains of financial problems in your life, those mountains Mountains. of marital problems in your life, those mountains, brothers and sisters, of health problems in your life, whatever it is, your faith can help you get beyond it, brothers and sisters. And this is why we wanted to come to you today to talk to you about faith, F-A-I-T-H, for it all issues. To heaven. To heaven, brothers and sisters. Hey, I see my wife coming in. Hey. Let's go ahead and go to the book of Matthew, my brother. Yes. Matthew, the 17th chapter. All right. Matthew, the 17th chapter. Today, when we think about faith. Yes. Not your baby girl. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, I got a daughter named <laughs> Faith. He got a daughter named Faith. <laughs> Today, when we think about faith, the last thing on an average person's mind is, it's everlasting life, messenger. We don't think about that. We don't. When somebody say, hey, you need to have faith, they just think that you're saying that, okay, well, I, I, whatever I'm going through, I just need to have faith to get through it. Right. They're not even thinking about our walk in life, the way we carry ourselves, our character, the way we deal with issues, the way we deal with problems, the way we suppress getting upset. Mm. All those things, brothers and sisters, is your audition to everlasting life. We don't think about that. The average person is thinking about what they're currently going through in their lives. We just want the current situation to be handled and to be healed. When Jesus Mm -hmm. spoke about us having faith, he prescribed a measure and a minimum amount that we would need to deal with the mountains in our lives. So let's go to Matthew 17, chapter, verses 14 through 20. Matthew 17, verses 14 through 20. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes felleth into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Mm. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast Mm. him out? (laughs) <laughs> listen, brothers and sisters, listen to what Jesus, listen, said. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence and to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible <clears throat> unto you. Can you read that one more time, Brother Messenger? Yes. And understand this and listen. If you say you believe in Jesus, if you say that he's your Lord and Savior, I want you to listen to what he said again. Read it, my brother. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, brothers and sisters out there on Facebook Live and YouTube, if you have faith, as of a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So we talk about the things that are going on in our lives, man. I, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how I'm going to just deal with this situation. The Lord said that that the things that you deem impossible are possible through what? Through him. Through him, brothers and sisters. And if it's through him, that means you got to have faith in him. <clears throat> Do you really have faith? The way I always gauge if someone really has faith is to listen to see how much they complain about what's going on in their life. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, I got to talk about it. Yes, you do have to talk about it. But from what perspective are you going to talk about it from? Are you going to thank God for allowing people to betray you? Hmm. Are you going to thank God for allowing you to have these financial problems, these, these other issues that you have in your life? Because you know at the end of the day that this is the test that you must go through in order for you to get to where God wants you to be. That's right. That's right. We don't think about the end game. We don't think that God is moving us to the left and to the right because he wants us to avoid some future situations. Hmm. So he's going to allow you to be put in a situation right now to avoid a future situation that's going to be worse than that situation. But I'll be listening to him. It's going to give you the knowledge that you're going to need to surpass the greater test that's coming later. If you pass this test, yes. you will have a road map around the other one because, again, The temptation is coming because Satan is always on the prowl. But when you have been tested by God and tried by God, guess what? You are prepared for Satan and whatever whispering he tries to do. And whatever person he's going to come to you through. And and let me say, and, and I'm so glad he brought that up, because the person or the people that he uses are the ones that are closest to you. Yes. The ones that mean the most to you. Because, again, somebody that you don't care about comes to you and do something, you're going to write them off, and it's going to be like, okay, you don't mean nothing to me no way. But when it's somebody that you love, that you care about, that you've invested in, and they do something to betray you, to hurt you, backstab you, guess what? It's at that moment that the test mm. is really yes, is really going to prove whether or not your faith is as strong as you believe it to be. So brothers and sisters, you know, We complain, but we don't thank him enough. We don't thank him enough, brothers and sisters, because, again, if you just think about your life five, ten years ago, there were some situations that you found yourself in that you're like, man, looking back on it ten years um, later, man, I'm glad God got me through that situation. I ain't know how I was going to get through that situation. So if you're listening tonight, always remember this that God allowed you to go through what you are going through or what you went through in order for you to get to where he wants you to be. He has a, a, a blessing waiting for you, brothers and sisters, but you got to go through this in order to get it. Let me say this, Ice. When, if you, here's the thing, the test that you're going through It's only for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Let me make that plain. All we have is 24 hours in a day. If by some chance something horrific happens to you on this day and you fall asleep and you wake up the next day, you've already been through it. You've already surpassed it. You've already beat it. The only thing is you have to realize that you live through it. You've already lived through it. That's right. You've already done that. But the problem is your mindset is focused on the situation instead of God. Mm. We have to learn to see God in everything. Even the struggle. Even the when you can recognize God inside of your going through, it's just going to be that much easier to finish the to finish the test because God is already with you. He only gave you the test because nobody else around you he knew could pass the test, but he knew you could endure it because your brother he might. Yeah, if I get after him, he's going to crumble. He's going to fail. But God don't want you to fail. He wants you to get stronger. That's right. Because the test is going to get greater. Satan is going to attack more. Mm -hmm. Because again... Especially the closer you get to God. Exactly. When you are closer to God, expect for the attack to be that much more greater. Because it's just that much more faith that's going to be required of you. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. All right. <laughs> Man, I feel good. I, I ain't been here in a minute. Man, I, I just, I, I feel the, the team, they loving me being back. I'm loving being back. We interrupt this program. This is a national emergency. Important instructions will follow. This is a test, brothers and sisters. This is a test. This is a test. This is is a test. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to our lesson, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Uh, let's see where we at, Brother messenger. That was Matthew, the 17th hey, chapter, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's take a detour real quick. Sister Key Israel, we're going to go to the book of Genesis, the 21st chapter. Okay. The book of Genesis, the 21st chapter. Let's go. And we're going to deal with Abraham. Mm. The book of Genesis, the 21st chapter. Come on. We're gonna deal with Abraham and let's see where we're gonna start at Brother Messenger. We're gonna start at verse let's see. Twelve. Okay. Um let's see. Okay. So Abraham Abraham is dealing with Isaac, and God is going to say something to Abraham regarding Isaac, and it's going to be a test of his faith. So let's go to, again, Genesis, the 21st chapter. Let's start at verse 12. Go ahead. 12. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman, and all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called, and also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. So here it is now. She's ran out of water. Again, God is sending her away, Hagar away, and Abraham's first son. How difficult did it have to be for Abraham to send his first son away? He loved that boy. Mm -hmm. But here it is now. That's one test of Abraham, but there's another test now of Hagar and Ishmael. Go ahead, my brother. And she went and set her down over against him a good way off, as it were the bowshot. shot. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called to Hagar. Wait a minute. God heard the voice of who? The lad. Continue. Mm. And And the angel of... And the angel of God called out to Hagar of heaven and said unto her, Hold on, wait a minute. The angel called out to her from heaven, so she forwarded her issues to heaven, mm-hmm. which means she had faith. Continue, my brother. What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad. Where is he? Wait a minute. He heard the voice of the lad. See, what people don't understand is Ishmael was Abraham's seed. That's right. So when we talk about Muslims today and we talk about the God of the Muslims, brothers and sisters, the father of the Arabs was Ishmael. Ishmael's God was Abraham's God. Hmm. So how did Ishmael's God become something different than what it was when he walked away from his daddy, brothers and sisters. Another lesson for another time, but I just wanted to share something with you, learning something on the way to learning something. Go ahead, continue. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. So I want to stop right there. So, we got two issues of faith. Abraham sending his son away knowing that he's going to be all right. That's right. And then the mother and the son struggling in the wilderness almost dying of thirst. Hmm. But the Lord preserved him and the, and the Lord saved them. But wait a minute. There was another son that Abraham had, who was a son of the promise, and his name was Isaac. Now, let's go and see what the Lord told Abraham to do with Isaac. We already know what he told him to do with Ishmael. Mm -hmm. One son already gone. He lost him. You mean to tell me that the Lord is telling you to lose another son? Let's go to... Genesis, the 22nd chapter. Let's start at verse 1. Let's look at Abraham's faith, and I'm going to show you why Abraham had the faith that he had. Go ahead, continue, Brother Messenger. And it came to pass, after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee in the land of Moriah Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship. So, so brothers and sisters, he's about to offer his son because the Lord told him to offer his son. This is how Abraham became what is known as the father of the faithful. Continue, my brother. And come again to you and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son and he took the fire in his hand and a knife and went both of, of them together and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said my father and he said here am I my son and he said behold the fire in the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering and Abraham said my son God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering, so that they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now I can imagine what was going on in the mind of Isaac. But here, it don't say that he struggled. It don't say that he fought to try to get away. So that means that Isaac had to have some faith too. But I'm going to show you why, brothers and sisters. And we, it's, it's not really taught here why Abraham had the faith that he had. But, I, again, i got to show you. Go ahead and continue, Brother Messenger. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou any thing unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thickest by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram. And offer him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. So, brothers and sisters, here it is. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son because the Lord asked him to. Right? Hmm. So, let's go back because we may have missed what it was that we read before we went to this chapter. Go back to verse chapter 21 and I want to show you something. Remember, it was a grievous thing in the sight of Abraham that his son Ishmael was sent away with Hagar. But again, look at what the Lord told him. Now, based on what the Lord told him, you can understand why Abraham had no problem sacrificing his son because even if he would have went through it, with, went through with it, God would have just raised him yeah, up again because God can't break his promise. Let's look at Genesis 21 and 12 again. Go ahead. Genesis 21 and 12. 21 and 12. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the land. Because of Ishmael was being sent away. Go ahead. And because of thy bondwoman. Uh Uh-huh. And all that Sarah have say unto thee, excuse me, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called, brothers and sisters, in Isaac. So with the Lord telling Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, he already knew that the Lord told him that the seed, the promise shall go through Isaac. So having faith in the Lord and his promise and what he had already told him that he said he would do, even if he would have went through with the sacrifice, the Lord would have brought him back, brothers and sisters, because he had already promised it. We're talking about faith. Do we have that kind of faith, brothers and sisters? Let's go, brother Messenger, to Genesis. Well, you know what? Let's 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 Genesis the sixth chapter, sister. Keep going to skip the second chapter. Let's go to Genesis the sixth chapter. Man disobeyed God, and as promised, through man's sin came death, sickness, and trouble. Now it seems as if that. The life that we live now is so short. People used to live for hundreds of years. But after God looked into the heart of man and saw that the evil in his thoughts was continuous, he cut our years and our life down drastically. Let's go to Genesis the 6, verses 1 and 2. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, Mm -hmm. and daughters were born unto them, Mm -hmm. that the sons of God... These were the sons of Seth and Adam... Saw the daughters of men, and this was the daughters of Cain, go ahead, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, Mm -hmm. for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Methuselah lived over nine hundred years. So, brothers and sisters, now the Lord is cutting down our years. Let's go to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. We're going someplace here, brothers and sisters. We're dealing with faith. We want you to understand what we're talking about, the reason why we're talking about it, and the reason why we need to apply this to our lives. Matthew, the 22nd chapter, verses 23 through 30. Matthew, the 22nd chapter, verses 23 through 30. For those who just tuned in, our lesson today is faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith. Pour all issues to heaven. Matthew twenty-second chapter, verses 23 through 30. Go ahead, my brother. The same day came to him the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master Moses said, If a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife mm-hmm. and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren. Now, the reason why we point pointing this out is because some people seem to teach and think that the sons of God were angels who came down to this earth and married women and then had giant babies. But we're going to show you what the Lord says in the book of Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Go ahead. There was this one woman who eventually married seven brothers. Continue reading, brother. William now, there with? were with us seven brethren, and the first, and when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother, likewise the second also and the third unto the seventh. And last of all the woman died also. Therefore in the resurrection, whose wife shall be, shall she be of the seven? Uh-huh. For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, ye do error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage. Why is that? But are as the angels of God in heaven. So angels don't marry, brothers and sisters. And again, we're going here to show you a couple of things, brothers and sisters. If we had to listen to the Lord, to do all his statutes, his laws, and his commandments, we wouldn't be where we are today. We would be living for hundreds of years. But the reason why we are living just a short amount of time is because we turned away from God. We began to mix with the disinherited seed of Cain Mm -hmm. with our inherited seed of Adam and Seth. Now let's go to Psalms, the 90th chapter, and read one verse, verse 10. Again, the Lord said that our years would be cut down to 120. Now, we're going to show you in Psalms 90 of chapter, verse 10, where he cut it down even more, brothers and sisters, Psalms 90 and 10, because we didn't have faith. Psalms 90 and 10. The days of our years are threescore years and 10. That's 60 and 10, that's 70. Go ahead, my brother. And if by reason of strength thee be fourscore years, Yet is their strength and labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. It's cut off. We put into the grave, brothers and sisters. And and until the resurrection, until Jesus comes back, we ain't going nowhere. Let's go to Job, the 14th chapter. Job, the 14th chapter. Turn your Bibles to Job, the 14th chapter, brothers and sisters. I am excited about this lesson tonight, brothers and sisters, because, again, we all... Have to brush up on our faith. We get weary, brothers and sisters, living this life. Job 14 and 1. Go ahead, my brother. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. So, of course, we're going to have trouble in this life. We're only here a few days, and it's full of trouble. Let's go down to verses 12 through 14. Go ahead. So man lieth down and raised it not, till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake nor be raised out of their sleep. Mm. So, brothers and sisters, did you read 14? Uh, no. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave, that thou wouldest keep me secret until thy wrath be past, that thou wouldest appoint me a set time and remember me. So, brothers and if sisters. A man, hold on. Okay, go ahead. If a man die, shall he, shall he live again. All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. That means Job had what? Faith. Job had faith. He knew, brothers and sisters, that when he died, That eventually he will be raised again in time, not as soon as he died, but in time, brothers and sisters. So we're talking about faith, even in death, even in sickness, even in trouble, even in the things that we're going through and experiencing in our lives today. Just hold on, brothers and sisters. Please hold on. Have faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the 41st chapter. Mm. Isaiah, the 41st chapter, and we're going to read verses 8 through 14. And again, despite what we are going through, God always is here to help us through difficult times and hardships in our lives. Some of us are battling enemies externally and internally, brothers and sisters. We got demons that we're fighting inside of us. And you wonder why people have an attitude. Hmm. It's because of that spirit, brothers and sisters, that they're walking around with. Those fallen angels ain't just chilling, <laughs> They They are possessing the minds of some of the people that we deal with in our everyday lives. But again, the Lord knows, and he is here to help fight our battles. All he asks is that we believe in him and have a little faith. Isaiah 41, verses 8 through 14. Go ahead, my brother. But thou, Israel, are my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou whom I have taken from the end of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were in, that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. they shall be nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and the thing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, would hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou warm Jacob, and ye men of Israel. I will help thee, said the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. So, brothers and sisters, although we've been scattered throughout the four corners of the world through the transatlantic and slave trade, we've been raped and beaten and lynched and hung, the Lord has a prophecy for us. If we believe in the Lord and have faith in his word, we know that this too shall pass. It shall not last always. That's right. And eventually, all those who persecuted us and oppressed us and done the things that they have done to us eventually will serve us according to the word of God and the Lord. But we can't overpower them, brothers and sisters, because we're still under their rulership. This is the time of the Gentiles. And you got to have faith in that also, brothers and sisters, that the Lord put them over us That's right. for a certain time. And the reason why he did it was because of our lack of faith and because of disobedience. So we got, the only thing we can do is ride this thing out. Hmm. That's right. it. I don't care how many guns you got. I don't care how intelligent you are, brothers and sisters. You can't overpower the governments that we are locked in throughout the four corners of the earth because it is not time yet. And when it is time, then our Lord and Savior Jesus will come and he will do the things that need to be done need to be done vengeance is mine it, the Lord let's go to the book of Ephesians the sixth chapter Ephesians the sixth chapter do you have that kind of faith brothers and sisters Ephesians the sixth chapter verses 11 and 12 Ephesians 6 verses 11 and 12 this is what we have to do go ahead my brother put on the whole armor of God now what is the armor of God It's his word. We got to put that word on us. We got to wrap it around us. We got to wear it like it's our very clothing. Put on the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. Whatever the wiles of the devil are, brothers and sisters, it is so strong that the only thing that can stand against it and defeat it is the word of God. Continue. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It ain't this. But against principalities, against powers, Mm -hmm. against the rulers of darkness of this world, Uh against spiritual wickedness in high places. And again, brothers and sisters, it is the battle and the war over your mind. What is the highest place on your body? It is your mind. The spiritual wickedness and the battle takes place over your mind. Brothers and sisters, your mind controls the mouth. Hmm. Your mind controls the hands and your body, so if you let Satan get in your mind, then he will take over and take control, and then you would see the type of behavior that's not conducive of the representation that we're supposed to have of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's right. And this is why we say, brothers and sisters, that the spiritual wickedness and high places come from the head, because the highest part on your body is your head, is your head. or it's called your dome. But if we allow the king to rest on our dome, then the king dome of God is inside of us. You've got to have faith, brothers and Come sisters. You've got to have faith. Let's go ahead and continue, Brother Messenger, with this word of God. Let's go ahead to the book of Proverbs, the third chapter. We're talking about faith, whatever you're going through, whatever you are experiencing in life. Don't complain about it. Yeah, we could complain about it, but don't complain about it. Thank the Lord in advance for what he's going to do for you. That's right. Let's go to uh, Proverbs, the third chapter. We are always looking at things through our own two eyes and not the spirit. Our understanding is not God's understanding, and our thought is not like God's thoughts, brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters. This is why it is so important to understand God's words, his statutes, his laws, and his commandments. Because in them, there comes a peace of mind, Mm. even during the storm. You've ever been in a storm that was so bad that you couldn't see in front of you? God has taken away your eyesight because he wants us to walk by faith. And not by faith. Come on, my brother. Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 1 through 8. Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 1 through 8. Come on, my brother. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. So shall thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be a health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. Brothers and sisters. It should be a help to thy navel and a marrow to your bone. This word of God, brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. nothing can replace it. See, the issue is we're trying to replace this hole inside of us with sex. I've I've done it. Mm -hmm. We're trying to replace it with alcohol. We're trying to replace it with gambling. We're trying to replace it with casual drugs, brothers and sisters. But as soon as the orgasm happens or as soon as the high settles down and goes away, that hole comes back. (laughs) The only thing that can fill that hole that's inside of you, brothers and sisters, is the word of God, which is the spirit of God. Because he says, my words are spirit, and they are truth. Spirit and in truth. Come on, worship. We got to get ourselves together, brothers and sisters. And in truth. The reason why you attract the people that you attract. Hurt people hurt people. And hurt people attract people to, to hurt them. Mm. Brothers and sisters, the reason why we keep... Finding ourselves in the same relationships over and over again like we stuck on repeat is because you've tried everything else but the Word of God. Now it's time to try the Word of God. Let's go to the book of Isaiah 55. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 55 and 6 through 9. After this, we only have three more places to go. We're talking about faith, F-A-I-T-H, forwarding all issues to heaven, Forwarding all issues to heaven. Brothers and sisters, I would never speak something that I have not gone through myself. Mm. You who watch this show know my journey and know my story. In 2008, I lost my son to cancer. I had to hold his hand while he took his last breath. I had to watch him have surgery after surgery. I had to watch him lose his hair. Loses self-esteem. I had to sit in the hospital room with him every night and then try to wake up in the morning and go home and change my clothes and go to work. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, my faith was shaking. Hmm. It took me a long time to get it right with God because I was angry with him that he would take my 15-year-old son away. All these choices that he had to choose from. The people in Chicago that's doing the drive-by shootings. The rapists that are out here praying on these these little girls and these little boys that's coming up missing. He had a lot of people to choose from. Brothers and sisters, I'm not going to lie to you. I was upset. I was angry. And I'm still hurt from time to time. And I am a work in progress. But my faith allows me to come to you each and every Tuesday, whether or not I am in hurt or in pain, brothers and sisters. Because my faith is that, according to Revelations, the 21st chapter, that there will come a time that there will be no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more crying, for the former things will have passed away. And I have faith that the resurrection that God talked about, is the one that's going to bring my son back, brothers and sisters. Hmm. If I didn't believe that, you wouldn't see black ice here on Tuesday night. Because I would have nothing to hope for. That's right. I would have nothing to have faith for. So, brothers and sisters, this is real for me. When I'm coming to you and I'm teaching about faith, I'm teaching myself. Hmm. And I, I'm i not far from it. I'm the same way. Again, we both share the same story, just different versions. You know, 2011, my son, my newborn son was killed. His name is Isaiah, and we're in the book of Isaiah right now, which is so, I mean, it, it, it's painful, but yet it's so empowering knowing that God is still speaking through me through Isaiah, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and Again, I've always been a spiritual guy. I've always been a spiritual person. But when I tell you, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And I mean, I had so many conversations with God, and and I was just like questioning God, like, dude, what's up? Like, why? Why would you give me a son at a time when my wife physically, naturally wasn't supposed to be able to have one? But then you allow her to go nine months, and you take them. Like, I was, I'm telling you, I, I sat in my truck, and I was just, mm. just so, I was angry. And I was just venting, and I was talking to God as well. And at the same time, the voice of the Lord spoke. And it was so simple and so clear to me when he said, you said you call yourself the messenger. You said you wanted to be just like me. I gave you my only begotten son, and I needed the best that you had to offer. From that moment on, I stopped complaining, and I accepted what God had told me. Because he knew, and I knew that God was going to bring my son back, because I know this word that he said, he lose nothing. He will gather everything. And I had to understand that, brothers and sisters. So, again, like Brother Ice is telling you, man, listen, when we up here, we're not telling you this just to be, oh, these two guys that's in here, they think they're above this and above trials, above tribulations. No, we're not. We are going through it and we're hurting. We go through, man, I'm telling you, my wife, she's watching. You know what I'm saying? And I know. Just talking about this makes her emotional and everything. And But I'm going to tell y'all something about my wife. She is the strongest woman that I know on this planet. You hear me? I don't have enough time to tell y'all the full story behind that. But I'm going to tell you something. Tanya, I love you. I appreciate you. I know the struggle. I know what it almost did to you to lose our only son. But just know, baby, have the faith. Continue to press toward the mark of a higher calling because God has got you. He's got us. And, uh, man, I, 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 this is real, y'all. I, I'm telling you. We, we When we talk about these lessons, this is, is, is real for us. We live this. We believe this. I stand on the word of God every single day. Y'all know I'm a law enforcement officer. I go out, it's shooting upon shooting upon shooting. Now I'm in the city of Chicago working 10-hour days where all this shooting in the heart of where it is. I mean, when you hear about a shooting in Chicago, while you hearing about it, I'm on the scene with it. Heart of where it is, brothers and sisters, Fresh the you 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 need to truly get your faith together and forward all issues to heaven. That's right. You need to come on. I, let's, let's go to man. Psalms the twenty fifth, one hundred and twenty fifth chapter. Whew. Psalms the hundred and twenty fifth chapter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, God has this place called the Lake of Fire for for those who are not qualified to make it into the kingdom of God. If the righteous should turn, let him come back into the fold, brothers and sisters. So many of us who have walked away from God, we can come back to him, brothers and sisters. God does not rejoice in killing the righteous who have gone wicked, brothers and sisters. So we have done some things that we are not proud of. We have done some things that we are embarrassed about. It's not too late to turn around. It's not too late to come back to him. Let's go to Psalms one twenty five verses one through five. Psalms twenty five verses one um, one twenty five verses one through five. I don't think we even read Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't go we didn't read Isaiah? No, we didn't. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. Let's go back to I I'm sorry, Sister Key. We didn't read Isaiah. And Thank you, Sister Sherry. Uh, We did not read Isaiah, Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9. I'm sorry, I got a little bit emotional, uh, my brothers and sisters, and uh, it threw me off my square, but Satan will use your emotion, too. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9. Let's go. Seek ye the Lord while ye may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, Mm. And 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 to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, brothers and sisters... You are retrievable, and we are retrievable, brothers and sisters. Again, you know, you may think that you are too far going away to be reached, but this is the first step. You are on this show. You are listening. You are watching. Something that we have said or read from this book has touched you. That's God's way of tapping you on your shoulder. My son, my daughter, it is time now. You've run from me long enough, Jonah. It is time for you to come out of the belly of the well and do what I have assigned you to do. Go ahead, my brother. I just want to take a detour because at this particular moment, this scripture, um, I read it a while back, and it really resonated with the both of us when we first um, heard it because we never considered it. So, Sister Key, we gonna to go to um, Isaiah fifty-seven and verse one, okay. and it says, "The righteous mm. perisheth, and no man layeth to heart; and merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come." Brothers and sisters, this was one of the scriptures that really. Um, gave me a little bit of peace and comfort because there is a time and a trouble that's coming that there has never been since there's been time and trouble. And that is called the Great Tribulation Period, that three and a half year period that some of the prophets talked about. I don't want to be around when this happens. And so it seems like more young people are dying, younger and younger. God is making some of them sacrifices. And he is removing some of us away from the evil that is to come. Read that one more time, Brother Messenger. The righteous perish. We die. And no man led to heart. We're not even taking this into consideration. And merciful men are taken away. None considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go ahead and go to like. Psalms 125th. Oh, did we do Isaiah? We did yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to Psalms 125, verses 1 through 5. Psalms 25, verses 1 through 5. We're talking about faith, F-A-I-T-H, forward all issues to heaven. Let's go, my brother. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion. Oh, so you got to trust in the Lord to be as Mount Zion. Let's go. Which cannot be removed, but abided forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Mm. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with the workers of iniquity, Mm. but peace shall be upon Israel. So, brothers and sisters, we do turn from God. And the plea here in the book of Psalms is that stay on the course, brothers and sisters. The race is not to the swift, but it is to he who endures to the end. So it's easy to say today when things are going well Hmm. that I love Jesus Jesus is my Lord and my personal Savior. It's easy to say that when things are going well, but let some things happen in your marriage. Mm. Let some bill collectors come and repossess your car. (laughs) Let your boss start tripping on your job, making it hard, trying to fire you on your job. Then, brothers and sisters, that's when the true test comes. That's when the true love comes out, brothers and sisters. Do you really love them? Do you really trust them? Do you really? Because, see, sometimes we're not supposed to be in certain situations that we find ourselves in, but we're trying to stay. Hmm. Because, see, we want to stay. Right. But the Lord is telling you to come out of the situation, and you refuse to come out. So now he has to put you in a situation where... You force it. The situation is so bad that it leaves such a bad taste in your mouth where you are forced to leave. You are forced to walk away. That ain't nothing but the hand of the Lord right. causing your situation to be like that because you refuse to walk away. When you are supposed to walk away, when you should have been gone a long time ago. So he has to create that condition. Let's go to the book Ephesians, the sixth chapter. We only got two more places to go. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verses 13 through 18. Singing and praising and dancing is, is all good. The Lord has nothing wrong with praise and worship. But that won't protect you against trouble. Hmm. There is only one thing that will protect you against your time of trouble. Faith, belief, obedience in the word of God. That's the only protection, brothers and sisters. That's the only comfort. That's the only solace in your time of trouble. Ephesians 6, verses 13 through 8. Ephesians 6, verses 13 through 8. Let's go, my brother. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Again, that's the word of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Mm -hmm. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth. Truth comes from the word of God. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness comes from the word of God. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Gospel of peace is the word of God. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith is found in the word of God. The word of God teaches you how to have faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take heed the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit yes. is the word of God. Brothers and sisters, when people tell you I don't you don't need to read the Word of God, you don't need to read that Old Testament. you don't need when people tell you you don't need to read, you need to watch mm-hmm. the messenger, brothers and sisters that that message is coming from because they're trying to steal your salvation. Everything that the Lord is telling us to do is to read his word. Yes. Understand his word. Apply his word to our life. And then somebody going to come and tell you that you don't need to read his word. Everything that you need is in the word. They're trying to steal your salvation from you. Let's close this thing out, Brother Messenger. We're going to close this thing out in the book of Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter. If you have faith in God... He only requires you to do two things. He only requires two things from every human being. So when somebody asks you in the future, well, what does God require of us? There is only one answer to that question, and this should be it, according to the Bible. Ephesians, the 12th chapter, verses 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What's the conclusion of the whole matter? Fear God Uh-huh. and keep His commandments. Oh wait a minute! I thought we didn't have to keep the commandments no more. We didn't have to keep the law of God no more. We 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 ain't dealing with the law no more. We under grace. The whole do the, let's read that one more time, brother. Message. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. This is your duty. This is my duty to fear God and to keep his commandments. So, again, when somebody tells you that you ain't got to read that, that Old Testament no more, you ain't got to follow that law no more, the Lord is telling us. You're going to listen to the Lord or you're going to listen to the person that's telling you to do what the Lord to not do what the Lord told you to do. Hmm. Did we finish that up? No. Go ahead. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So you can't hide, brothers and sisters. We can't hide. Whatever we're doing in the dark is going to come to the light. So, brothers and sisters, we have to have faith, F-A-I-T-H, forward all issues to heaven. Last word, Brother Messenger. My last word is it's an analogy, brothers and sisters. Every day we get up to go to a job that we have to work two weeks, a week, whatever it may be, before we receive a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So when we go to that job and render our service of work without being paid, we have to work first and we get paid later. Mm -hmm. We are having faith that at the end of our work week or two weeks that a check is going to be cut in our name, and that check will be used to pay our bills and whatsoever. How is it that none of us question is there money for us to be paid with when we go to these jobs? Mm -hmm. How is it that none of us go into the HR office and say, hey, I I worked a week already. I just want to make sure, you know, this next week you got my money ready. Mm -hmm. We don't do that because we believe that after we work two weeks, we're going to get paid. We got faith. We have faith. (laughs) And if we can have faith in man's system, why is it so difficult? for us to have faith in God's system. God's system is the system that provided for man to even have a system to pay us. Brothers and sisters, your faith is all you really have. Your faith is what gets you through each and every day that God gives you a chance to breathe. You have faith that you can breathe. You have faith that your car is going to get you from point A to point B. You have faith that your keys to your house are going to open your door so that you can go in. You have faith that when you pay your cable bill, your light bill, they won't be cut off. Brothers and sisters, we need to prioritize our faith. If we can have faith in all these other things. We surely can have the grain, the faith of a grain of a mustard seed in the Lord to do exactly what he said that he would do for us in this book. Now, again, the definition says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to challenge you to have faith in the things that you cannot see. Have faith to know that they're done. and. See, God is an action God. Your faith without works is dead. You cannot just have faith alone and not take action. That means if you are saying, God, I believe that you're going to give me the money to get on this plane so that I can take my family on a vacation that we've never done. How do you put that in action, Ice? Mm -hmm. That means you pack. You prepare yourself a suitcase as if you're going on a trip, not knowing when that money is going to show up. But if you are prepared and saying, God, I'm going to believe you for it and I'm going to be ready, then guess what? The check will be in the mail. And that's my final word, brothers and sisters. We thank you for that, brothers and sisters, and for those who are on YouTube, please go and like our Facebook page, Truth Hour Bible Show. For those who are on the Facebook page already, please go on YouTube and like our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. And if you would like to be added to our text message invite reminder list, which means that right before we go live on air, you'll get a text message letting you know that we are live and what the actual lesson is going to be for that night, then text your name and the keywords truth hour to 312-719-7310. Again, text your name and the keywords truth hour to 312 312- And also, if you would like to be part of Team Truth Hour, this online Bible-based ministry, then reach out to myself, Brother Messengers, Sister Keith Israel, or any of the members of Team Truth Hour and say we would like to help or I would like to help get the Word of God out on the online ministry Um, Truth Hour, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. We could use your help. We need you to help share these lessons, to help invite people and bring people in. Because, again, at the end of the day, it's about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this Word of God, and the Father, brothers and sisters. And so with that being said, YouTube, we thank you for tuning in and watching. Until next Tuesday, Mm -hmm. peace and blessings. Good night. And for those who are on Facebook Live, we're going to go ahead, stand up, Face the East. And we're going to pray out. Again, we're going to stand up and face the east. And then we're going to pray out. And we're going to go ahead and conclude our show for this evening. In heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you yet again just to say thank you. Thank you, Father. Father God, we thank you again for another opportunity, Father God, for your word to go forth, Father God. We pray, Father God, that every person that heard, Father God, received, Father God, and that it resonated with them, Father God, that their faith, Father God, must be strong, Father God, that their faith, Father God, has to be combined with action, Father God, with works, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I come to you right now. Father God, just lifting up my mother-in-law, Father God, Teresa Gray, Father God, my 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 niece, Father God, I call her my other daughter, Paula Harden, Father God, that you would just bless them both, Father God, and their bodies is going through something right now with their kidneys, Father God. We just pray that you would intervene at this very hour on their behalf, Father God, and we know, Father God, that you are the doctor of all doctors and. We will believe your report, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, despite how it looks, Father God. We have the faith to know that you can and will heal them, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Clear them, Father God, for whatever the ailment is, Father. In Jesus' name, let your people, Father God, be edified. But most of all, be glorified. In Jesus' name, we thank you and thank you and thank you again. Amen. 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 That would be the conclusion, brothers and sisters, of tonight's Bible lesson. And again, share this um, video um, again, and make sure you like our Facebook group page, Truth Truth Hour um, Bible Show. And again, um, stay in tune with us. Stay in tune with us. The phone number Is right there, and you can, again, text your name and the keywords, Truth Hour, so that you can get the alert. You know, we all get busy, and we need those reminders. So thank you so much. I want to say happy birthday to my brother and mentor, Brother Julius, and his wife, Tara. Again, I want to say happy birthday to my mentor, my big brother, Brother Julius. Happy birthday, bro. And um, his wife, Tara. They both have birthdays on the same day. So, um... My brother um, is, uh, and pray for my brother also as well in his health. And with that being said, God bless everybody and good night in Jesus' name. Good night in Jesus' name.